Welcome back. You're listening to Han Talks First. This is episode 94 of the show. If you're new here, welcome. We welcome everybody here. There's one prerequisite. You have to be a fan of Star Wars. But if you're not, that's okay because we might be able to convince you otherwise. We have shows every Monday and Wednesday talking about Star Wars on the show. Monday is live, so you are listening to a live broadcast. No edits, no funky cuts, no illusions. And then every Wednesday, we have the regular scheduled program where we talk about a new interesting topic in Star Wars. There's also a new show that comes out every Friday called The WandaVision After Show. So if you're a fan of Marvel, me and my girlfriend host a Marvel show on Fridays. And we do that every week at 12 p.m. There was a new video of that discovering, uh, dis- discussing episode six of The WandaVision. So if you like that show like we do, I, I, would check- I would recommend checking out that show. It's pretty interesting. We have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. If you are new here, again, welcome. Please subscribe if you haven't yet. We have currently, I think, 693 subscribers on the channel. That's insane. Growing tremendously fast. I love it. I want to get to 700 by, let's say, the end of the day. I think we can do it. Tell your friends to go subscribe. And if you don't have time for videos, we are also available on podcast form as well. Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, Stitcher, Overcast, etc. Wherever you can find podcasts, we're there. So be sure to check that out. Just look up Han Talks first. Uh, like I said, there's been a tremendous growth in the channel. We have, as of February alone, we have grown 216 new listeners. That is impressive. That is insane. That's our biggest growth in such a limited amount of time so far. So thank you guys for sharing the show and telling your friends about it and continue to do so. We're going to have a lot of fun things coming up in season three of this show and episode 100 is right around the corner. So be sure to stick around for that. I do want to shout out our Australian community because out of those 216 people, 15% are from Australia. That is amazing. I didn't know that would happen. I guess you... Aussies love your Star Wars, so that's pretty cool to hear as well. And before we continue on, because I am joined by some guests today, I want to go ahead and let you guys know about the new series that came out on video today, actually, and it is the Return of the Jedi, the making of series. Part one came out today on the YouTube channel. If you want to listen to the full series, it is available on the podcast. We talk about the making of Return of the Jedi, A New Hope, and The Empire Strikes Back. And to close off the series, on Wednesday, we are actually going to be joined by a Hollywood screenwriter to talk about the making of Star Wars. His name is Cameron Pasha, and he'll be on the show tomorrow. So that's, uh, I'm sorry, on Wednesday. So on Wednesday morning, I will be interviewing Cameron Pasha, a Hollywood screenwriter, director, producer, and he's going to talk to us about how those Star Wars stories were made and how to craft a good story. So be sure to stick around for that as well. It was, a, it was a very nice time talking to him, and I think it'll bring some value to you guys as well. So 
without further ado, let me bring in our guests today because they are two awesome guys, one of which has been on the show before, and the other one is brand new. So this is Mark Lawrence, and this is Juwan. I'm sorry, Juwan, I don't know your last name. Gailey. <laughs> yes. Gailey. So they're here today to talk about Star Wars and all their, their fun, you know, loving memories of it. But first off, how are you guys doing today? Great. Doing well. Doing really well. <laughs> I'm up. I'm on my second or third cup of coffee right now <laughs> oh me too definitely i'm, I'm shaking because all, all the coffee how, how was your guys valentine's day did you do anything special yeah yeah a lot of special stuff yeah <laughs> my wife and i we um we uh had lunch and uh you know kind of just hung out you know and then watched watched movies and just kind of just kind of cuddled up by the fire you know that's pretty much yeah, oh it sounds so lovely you should have invited <laughs> me right oh yeah it's always one for one more it is yeah i was just with my family you know? <laughs> spreading the family love And I hope all of you that are listening had a good Valentine's Day as well. And if you are alone that for that season, I hope you you know cut it up and watch some Star Wars because that always makes you feel nice. (laughs) So we had Mark on the show. Was it two weeks weeks ago? ago. We had you. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. And we already asked you about your Star Wars story, which is what I do with every new guest on the show. But you won. Haven't had you before, so I'm going to ask you what your Star Wars story is, and that can be favorite memory, how you got into it, favorite movie, whatever you like. So let me hear your Star Wars story. Well, I can honestly say that Star Wars kicked it off for me um, as you know, will turn me into, I should say, a um, a sci-fi junkie, <laughs> right? It's like anything space anything like anything blasting or you know it's just it was just a thing for me so i think i was i was i was young but um one of my fondest memories is um i got a chance to actually see return of the jedi in like in the theater uh i didn't really um like and i've always been you know pretty bright and i've always been pretty aware but when i saw that i was like oh my god what is this and then and then i found out that there were two more and i was like wait a minute there's two more before this Oh my God, I was a kid in a candy store. And then, and then, you know, we had the whole VHS thing. And so I, as a matter of fact, I still have them. I have like, I have like the original, like the original VHS for, uh, so what was it like seeing return of the Jedi first and not knowing it was the third installment, man? Well, you know, I was, I was really young, uh, like, of course, (laughs) you know, so I was, I was really young, but the first time I saw it, it was, it was like nothing I'd ever seen ever. I mean, just the fact that because you have to think about it at that time movies about that specific subject weren't really weren't really as prevalent it didn't become it didn't become a thing until after star wars really really did it like before that it was more of a joke right so if you looked at you know movies back in the early 70s or late 60s it was more of a joke but they made it a real thing right they made it a real thing like um, for instance, like Star Trek, for instance, or, or Star Trek, and um, that was more of a TV show type thing. And then, and then after the fact, that's when they started making movies for their franchise, right? So, I think that um, for me, watching that, the colors, the sounds, the the atmosphere, was like was like the most ultimate thing. It just took you to a, it took me to a completely different place, and I was like, wow, like I want to go back to that place. Right. And then it just kind of engages you and you want to jump even further and further and further into the storyline. And you find out, wait a minute, there's two before this. Oh, my God. I have to now I have to see what happens. And then when I watch um, and then when I uh, watched episode four, I was like, wait a minute. 
there has to be something before this <laughs> because this doesn't make sense because it like feels like it started like in the middle of you know it started like in the middle of a sentence so um so that's when i found out that there were books and i was like oh this is great so i so i actually you know me not really being much of a reader i but that that was one thing that i actually went in and, uh, and read so you know like I, I just went just went down the rabbit hole and it was it's life-changing so I'm, I'm a geek <laughs> and, you know, i'm so jealous I'm, I'm jealous i wish i wish i could have seen any of the originals in theaters but you know yeah, they're probably so. not going to do that anytime soon i would imagine yeah but, yeah uh, i do remember i don't remember watching the phantom menace but i do remember going to the theater to watch it back when i was really little and it, it was such a special time I, I remember going with my toys and but yeah it to see a new hope's my favorite and if i could see a new hope in a theater it would that would change my world so, <laughs> uh, i'm jealous yeah, that you got to got yeah. to do that yeah man and yeah. uh mark did you have any other like um any other star wars stories to mention you know like there, maybe favorite moments one for you yeah uh i mean it was such a big part of my childhood that from the moment I knew how to use a camera, we were making our own Star Wars movies as kids. So I have like really terrible, terrible <laughs> fan made movies as a 15 year old. I need know? to see those. <laughs> They're on YouTube, they're private. <laughs> Shot on a one megapixel camera. Send me the link. <laughs> Send me the so link. So bad, but it was so much fun. So it, much fun. In, you know, it just shaped my childhood. Like, like you said, I saw um, Phantom Menace as well in the theaters. I remember it so well. My mom won free tickets from her work, uh, or actually, it was like a work event, and they gave tickets to for everyone to see Phantom Menace. So we watched it. No uh, way! Right at the midnight showing, it was my first time watching a movie at midnight, and it was the most exciting thing like uh, the first time experiencing a fully packed theater and then even when the the very last moment with darth maul and him going down the hall like and <laughs> having everybody cheer like I, I thought i was hooked from then on i was like i need to watch every premiere yeah for, for this franchise oh, yeah. every time oh yeah yeah and we're gonna talk about darth maul a little bit later today he's one of the greatest villains awesome. of all time yeah. and um before we get into our main topics today, everybody, I wanted to share a little something that was uh, tweeted by Mark Hamill, and it's actually going to spark a conversation we're going to have thereafter. So Mark Hamill recently made a tweet, um, an anecdotal tweet in remembrance of Carrie Fisher. So check this out. He said, first day of Empire in Fins, Norway. She had no senses, uh, scenes there, but came along just to hang out and not miss any of the fun. She always regretted going to Tunisia for Star Wars, and it was also a way to make sure she got one of her own crew <laughs> snow jacket. And yes, I still have mine too. And show the picture here of them back in 1979, and shooting the Empire Strikes Back. And seeing this tweet just made me want to kind of take a few moments and talk about the lovely Carrie Fisher Ooh. and how big her legacy show. is and yes go ahead take <laughs> a real. take a breath wipe the sweat from your brow it's gonna be okay so uh, before we like talk about our favorite moments for carrie fisher i will say that coming next week on the show we're having a top seven video celebrating the top seven moments from return of the jedi some of which include that of carrie fisher so 
Um, Mark, how about you go first? What What do you love about Carrie or Princess Leia? Do you have a favorite scene from any of the movies or just general thoughts about her? Ah, uh, she's such a wholesome character and a person, you know. Um, just Carrie Fisher by herself, not even Princess Leia. I know she was a very uh, extroverted, very out there, outgoing person, you know, had practically no filter. She didn't care, you know, right. how you thought about her. She would curse all the time. And that's what I loved about her. She was just so genuine and just, just that last picture you showed, like, she was like fine wine so gorgeous and beautiful and yeah i remember the moment that it was the you know hit the news when she when she was gone and i was at work and i should have had a shed a tear man it's very sad to to not have her around anymore but you know her legacy will definitely live on Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i i think i agree with everything you said she's absolutely amazing you know one of the first uh real um, powerful women in cinema, especially science fiction. One of the first, she kind of started this whole movement for, you know, women being at the forefront of science fiction movies like mm-hmm. Alien, Terminator, and all that kind of stuff. But I think my favorite scene, favorite moment of Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia, was the first time she met Luke in that, you know, hangar on the Death Star. Yeah. And he walks in, he's like, I'm Luke Skywalker, I'm here to rescue you. And she's just like, Aren't you a little fat to be yeah. a stormtrooper? <laughs> or short. She said short. Yeah. I'm thinking of the family guy thing. Yeah. Aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper? And that that right there, that one line, that one interaction tells you everything you need to know about her. You know, she's not she's not the typical damsel in distress. She doesn't no. really need anybody, you know, for her. She she appreciates the help, but at the same time, she was just like, Are you really the one rescuing me? Because you don't look that, you know equipped to be doing so So, and then every time after you know the maturation of her character as well through the movies the original trilogy she went from this you know angsty teen and rebellious teen and kind of the the forefront woman of of the rebel alliance and then as the movies go on by return of the jedi she becomes this loving motherly figure to all the other characters and is kind of there for everybody you know is more empathetic with others and it's just she becomes like the mom or or the sister of the yeah. the whole entire the whole entire group. Um, Duan, do you have any? Yeah, do you have um, any thoughts? to add to what you were saying, you know, just kind of catch the tail into that is like, yeah, I, I think personally, like that's what made that whole um, like her whole role so dynamic is the fact that she did kind of turn into like the mother figure because, like, if you think about it, she birthed it, right? Like she was she was the first one, so so by the time it by the time it came to the the end of the saga, you know, she felt like like, well, you know, like or not, not even like a mother, more like a almost like a grandmother type thing, because like there were so many matriarch. generations. Yeah. You know, like a matriarch, like a very powerful matriarchal role. Right. But one of my favorite scenes is when um, I, I believe it's uh, episode. Five. Right. So, uh, yeah. So episode five where um, where Leia <laughs> and Luke kiss. Right. <laughs> in front of Han. Right. Goodness. But this is but this is hindsight. This is looking back. I'm like, he kissed his sister. This is weird. <laughs> right. So, you know, but that's hindsight, you know, and it was but um, but the first time seeing um, but the first time seeing that I'm like, oh, you know, what I'm saying, you know, Han's got some he's got some um, he's got some competition. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you right. know, her doing it just to make him jealous, you know, but she would just always she just has swag, man. She just had she's always had that that energy like like um 
Like, like she's the buffest person in the room, but she didn't have to say it. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Like I just loved, I just loved her energy. Um, you know, you know, on screen, you know, on screen and off screen. Cause I've, I've watched a few interviews, um, you know, with her in the whole nine and like her energy is it was always positive and just always like, she just always exuded, um, exuded like confidence. Right. So watching yeah. her in interviews is sometimes more entertaining than watching them. Yeah, totally. I mean, she's so out there and it's so, it's so wonderful. And yeah. uh, Mark has like this great, Mark Hamill has this great story in an interview he told where he was like, he was telling some memory about her on stage. And then he was like, I know Carrie's looking down on me right now, flipping me off from having her. <laughs> of course, that's so yeah, yeah. so Carrie Fisher. Uh, I want to welcome some people to the show who are watching live. Welcome, uh, Obi Wan or Mr. Highground. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Marcus. I have a couple people watching on Facebook Live as well. Welcome, Stormtrooper. Welcome, Force Loser. Welcome, Max. Uh, and uh, everyone else, if you are watching live, please give this video a like. We have nine likes so far. Let's get it up to, I'll say 15 is our goal for today. But thank you so much for watching. If you want to send your questions, go right ahead. You're more than welcome to join the conversation. So that was it. Just something to kind of break the ice with was talking about the lovely Carrie Fisher, who is always amaz- amazing, even in her. And that hair death. That first, that first hairdo with the with the yeah, with the buns, we're oh, the buns? Right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The, the buns, like so. I was, you know, like you know, I always like to make jokes, but um, I was thinking, I was like, can she hear anything? <laughs> right, but but it made a lot of sense, you know, being on that frozen planet. You know what I mean, like earmuffs. Right. Yeah, I get it. I get it. That's why they did it. It was earmuffs. It was earmuffs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love her hair. Love, Love her hair. hair. It was, it was iconic. Like exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah. Well, that's that's another question I I have for you guys. I was going to ask later, but it's a good segue. Um, another one of the themes of my show is to f- figure out why Star Wars is iconic, and the reason why it's such a good question is because there's so many answers. So, um, I think I asked you last week, Mark, but um, for either of you, what do you th- what is it about Star Wars you think makes it so iconic? Ooh, ooh, can I go? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, like, you've heard of a trilogy, right? But have you ever heard of a trilogy? Another trilogy, another trilogy, and it's like a nine trilogy, right? So, <laughs> like the fact that the fact that the fact that the writing. So I know a lot of people that don't understand Star Wars, like they don't get it, like they like they like they just cannot get into it, right? But when you really look at the time it took to actually write the story, to actually make sure that everything made sense, and then there's then there's sub, 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 sub stories and everything is connected. It's like, wow, like there's a whole, like they created a whole universe. They created a whole, a whole nother dynamic, a whole nother dimension that people aspire to live in, in the physical, mm-hmm. like in the real world. Right. So, you know, just the, just the whole story starting from where, you know, st- you know, starting from the middle of the sentence, right. And then going back to the beginning and then, and then watching the whole lineage, you know, from father to children, to mother, to, ch- um, to child, you know what I'm saying? And then, and then children and then secret and then secret grandchildren, right. It's like you, there, there's no reason why people wouldn't think this is the greatest thing ever because it takes brains to actually come up with um with a story that epic you know that's kind of like the uh the lord of the rings uh trilogy right like that took in creating a completely different language or whatever would not like 
like that's it's it's the best thing in the world. And if you don't agree, um, I, I feel I feel bad for you, son. I got ninety nine problems, but not like in Star Wars, a one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well put. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Mark? Uh, what makes it iconic? I think what you what you said two weeks ago was the familial aspect of it. But can you think of any other good examples? Um, just it's just the story as a whole, you know. And to kind of just you know piggyback off what he said, it's just everything connects in a way, just like <clears throat> like a brain, you know. The one thing that you talk about, like if you watch something like The Mandalorian on its own. It can make sense on its own, but the fact that you know that it connects to various other things—it's so much more. And it all comes; it can all come back to that show, yeah. but it can also come back to the very first movie, you know, the very last movie. It—it's just so there's so many layers, yeah, and that's what makes it because I there's no other franchise really like that that is so wholesome, you know, as Star Wars. And to sum that up, George Lucas has an infamous quote, a quote about that. And he says, oh, Star Wars is just like poetry. It rhymes. So yeah, you're right. They all, they, they're all stanzas, right? They stand alone on their own. But then yeah. if you put it together, it's one huge poem or something, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's what's so great about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you are listening or you're watching this after the live stream, tell us what you think makes Star Wars iconic. Share your thoughts below. Or shoot me a, a you know Instagram message, Twitter, anything like that. We are on social media as well. So let's go into our first segment of the show. We do this every Monday, and that is our segment called "Trying to Find It Here." Star Wars replay. Enjoy. Star Wars replay. Star Wars Replay is where we replay major moments and events that happened this week in Star Wars history. And this week in 1978, Splinter of the Mind's Eye was published. This was the first ever expanded universe novel. In 1985, the Ewok movie Caravan of Courage was released in theaters in Venezuela. In 1997, the special edition of The Empire Strikes Back was released in theaters. In 2000, the game Star Wars Starfighter was released. And finally, in 2011, in San Francisco, a five-foot-wide fiberglass heart depicting Yoda was installed in the Union Square Park for the General Hospital Foundation fundraiser. That's it for Star Wars Replay. Tune in next Monday to find out what major moments and events happened next week in Star Wars history. So that's what happened this week in Star Wars history. You can come back next week and find out what happened next week in Star Wars history. After I posted this video on YouTube and Instagram, I got a couple of great comments about it. One that stuck out to me was someone said uh, something like, what the hell? They had an Ewok movie. (laughs) And then another person commented and was like, yeah, they also had a show too. So (laughs) Star Wars loves their Ewoks, but did either of you know about the Ewok movie? I did. I had it on Laserdisc and there's actually actually two of them. uh, There's actually two. And I believe they did a Christmas special. Like, um, I knew about that. Yeah. 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 There's actually two of them. There's, um, there's Caravan of Courage and I believe there was Return to Endor. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. two. Yeah. So, but I had Caravan of Courage on Laserdisc. So if no one knows what a wow. Laserdisc is, Laserdisc <laughs> is a giant CD. If you don't know what a CD is, I feel bad for you. But <laughs> yes, it looks like a record. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it on Laserdisc. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh my god. Very cool. Yeah. The um, I think it's Caravan of Courage is the movie that first introduced Blurgs, the creatures in Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and. 
So again, Mandalorian just doing a great job of tying everything in together. Uh, sure. There was a there was a mention in the chat here that I wanted to acknowledge because uh, Mr. Highground, you you missed a great opportunity to welcome yourself to the show. You should have put hello there. I know. Hello there. But either way, thank you so much for coming back to the show. You, you're always here and you're always welcome. And I appreciate you joining us today. Okay, so that's it for Star Wars Replay. Uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is actually the wonderful legacy character of this man right here. Boom. Darth Maul. Uh, this character is absolutely amazing. It's, yeah. Like we were talking about earlier, iconic. There's something special about the Star Wars characters, creatures. Each one has its own silhouette where you can tell exactly who that character is by just an outline of their, you know, their person. And Darth Maul is one of them. While he didn't have much to say or honestly that much to do in The Phantom Menace, the little amount of screen time he had made such a huge impact on fans and now he's one of the most beloved characters out there and he also made his return in clone wars and in star wars rebels and just has an overall amazing story arc going on with him and the thing we're talking about today is actually a post made by the person who played darth maul he recently went on instagram and made this post right here posted this picture and he T made the geotag for Tatooine. And let me see here. Oh, and he also teased the idea of his possible return. So the question is, could it be for Obi-Wan? Could it be for something else? Could it be for flashback scenes in Obi-Wan Kenobi? Mm -hmm. And overall, he did not confirm that the rumors were for, you know, Darth Maul's return. But we can only hope and wonder. And unfortunately... Those were false. He posted them to tease everybody because this picture was taken from Solo, a Star Wars story when he was in Heron. Ah, so he kind of kind of teased it, teased us. But it still begs the question. There's tons of rumors out there still that Darth Maul will be coming back, especially after his appearance in Solo. So I definitely think it's possible. And I, I know the voice actor who plays Darth Maul, Sam Witwer, definitely wants him to come back. And of course, Ray Park, the guy who plays the actual, you know, person, wants him to come back as well. So I want to ask you guys: Do you think he could come back? Do you, would you like to see it? What are some of your favorite things about Darth Maul? I feel like it's almost a necessity, you know. When you think of Obi Wan, you think of Darth, Darth Maul. Maul. <laughs> you know, at least I do. And like he's he's to me he's he's the the best, one of the best characters, one of the best villains in the whole franchise. You know he's he's the 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 other half, to, in my opinion, or at least a, a third. You know when you think right. of Obi Wan, you think of Anakin, but then you think of Darth Maul. You know, exactly. It's just like man, such an iconic character. I I had his Halloween mask when I was a child. <laughs> I had his the first toy lightsaber of his mm. that broke oh, yeah. so easily. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Tape it up with some duct tape just so I could swing it around. Like, <laughs> he is one of my favorites. And I remember, as well. Like, the, the yeah. Is iconic for him. I remember, you know, I don't have very vivid memories back when I was that little at the time this came out, but I do remember some of us were huddled around a TV screen, like my family or cousins or something. And when in the trailer, it's revealed that he has a 
double-ended lightsaber, everyone like freaked out in yeah. the room. Yeah. yeah. And it was yeah. like going crazy. It's just yeah. you know, <laughs> so, such simple things that just make not only his character, but all of Star Wars so amazing. And, you know, would you guys like to see him come back? I could definitely see him coming I, back in Obi-Wan, like a flashback. Totally. Or something. I mean, totally. I would definitely like to see him come back. I mean, I mean, I remember, I remember the first time seeing Darth Maul and I was like, yo, like that dude's a gangster. <laughs> like he's a straight thug, right? But, and then, and then he dies, but I'm like, I don't think he's gone, right? So immediately having a feeling like he's going to come back. Like watching him fall down that hole, I'm like, he's gonna come back. I know he's gonna come back, right? And then recently, right? You know, I'm a little late to the game, but I watched the Clone Wars, and then I, I actually ended up watching um, Rebels. And um, you know, courtesy of my man here, you know, he told me to watch it because you know, because there was a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of parts that I was missing because I was watching The Mandalorian. I was like, what is this? Wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. There's got to be more to it. And you know, like I said, I had you know, I had I had written like I had read seven, eight, nine, and I'm like, wait a minute. Like there's something missing. So I had to go back and watch that, but to watch his journey, right. You know, and, and, and how he was done and then, and then how he was seeking out, um, finding his own Padawan, you know, or trying to trick someone into being <clears> there, um, you know, um, uh, being his Padawan, whatever, whatnot. But, um, but this scene right here, I was, it was, it was good, but it kind of, I was kind of like, oh, I, I really expected him to put up more of a fight, but, but um, but you know Obi Wan, you know like he he already you know what I'm saying he already knew what he was gonna do. So yeah, I mean the, that's that's out. the um took him out. the poetic for the audio thing. listeners. Um, yeah. on the screen is a representation of Maul versus Obi Wan in the Rebels yeah. fight. So that's what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, I thought they could see that. I'm sorry, I'm new. I'm new. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, and then and then. And then kind of, and then kind of like looking at the, and then kind of looking at the whole, um, the, the whole, the whole scenario. Like I didn't realize that until, until I watched Clone Wars, until I watched, uh, until I watched Rebels, that they actually had forms. I'm like, oh, this is a lot like martial arts. Cause I'm, I'm a big, like I'm a big oh, yeah. myself. I was like, oh, like this is like, it's mm -hmm. really dope. So, I mean, here I am like later, you know, you know, after watching, you know, episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Right. And then, you know, watching the Mandalorian and, you know, watching solo and watching a new, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, sorry, the in-betweens, I'm sorry, but, um, too much coffee. I'm jittery right now, <laughs> but, <laughs> Me too. but, um, but yeah. You know, and then there's still so much of the story, you know, that you, that you don't see, but Darth Maul was always in the background doing something. Right. But unless you've but unless you've seen Clone Wars or Rebels, you would like you would never know that. So there's a lot of people that if you haven't seen those, I definitely encourage you to go ahead and watch that because it'll it'll bring light and you'll understand why we're speaking highly of Darth Maul. Um, yeah. So that's that's my two cents and I'm sticking to it. So you are, are you still not a fan of that, you know, final showdown between him and Obi-Wan or was um, it just at the time? No, I mean, I'm still I'm still not a fan. Like. Like I thought, I thought a bit more. Well, I know, you know, I know Darth Maul was, you know, he was in his feelings at the time. You know, he was in his emotions. You know, and sometimes, you know, your, your emotions can blind you. You know, which is which is the difference between the dark side and Jedi's. You know, they're a little bit more focused. But like, I thought it was gonna be a you know, a little bit more of a fight. I was expecting to see some flipping and some throwing and some, you know. But but it that's was just, the thing. That's the yeah. reason why it was yeah. so short because it yeah. actually shows like. Uh, the beauty of the story yeah, exactly. between these two characters 
Like already, <clears throat> you can already see the development of Obi Wan mm-hmm. and the fact that Darth Maul is pretty much the same as he was almost as in Episode One, just fueled by rage. His thing is he just always wanted to to one up Obi Wan. He always wanted to to basically kill him. Yeah, of course, of course. But the fact that he kind of was flawed in a way where he's just stuck in yeah. one position, and then Obi Wan had actually evolved. And it, sh- and it shows that with just that 10 second scene, you know, almost, or, I don't know, it was shorter or longer. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. One, two, quick. Like, one, two, punch. Yeah, done, done, yeah. Darth Maul thought he could yeah. get him with his with his traditional yeah. ways. Yeah. Obi-Wan you know? already knew what he was all about. It's like a game of chess. Game of chess. Well, well, to kind of, well, to kind of digress, right? So, like I said, like, I, well, I do have mixed emotions about it. Like, I was mad that the scene was so short, but I do understand the premise. I do understand that that this is like that. That's not something that Obi Wan wanted to do. He did not want. He did not want to fight. He did not want to kill um, Darth Maul. But that just, you know, it it was it was beautiful because it showed wisdom, and it showed a senseless rage, right? And he chose not to grow, and that brought him to his demise. Right. But yeah. Just like, because but you couldn't fight. No, just you could have did a little something. But you know. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, 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 yeah. A couple of flips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A couple give flips. That. Just into the splits, come out on fire. You know what I'm saying? And then that's it. Yeah. That that scene is my second favorite moment of Rebels. My my yeah. first is the the series finale, but that that fight is my absolute favorite. I totally understand you wanting more out of them because those are two legends going head to head. But what I love about it is. Obi-Wan and Darth Maul are essentially the same exact character as far as their journeys go. They're brothers. They've been through so much together, even though they haven't been together, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. And Darth Maul blames Obi-Wan for all of his failures. Yeah. He blames Obi-Wan for everything. If he had like an argument with his mom, he blames it on Obi-Wan. He blames everything on It's all Obi-Wan's fault. <laughs> right? <laughs> you did this to me! <laughs> He's Anakin. Yeah. And <laughs> what's, what's amazing is he spends the next 15 15-ish years just doing nothing but just trying to find him and destroy him. That's his ultimate goal. And Obi-Wan... He did know he was alive at one point, but he didn't, you know, make it a point to go after him. But he is in a similar situation where he's forced to be on Tatooine in exile, similar to how Maul was exiled from the the Sith world. And so they're both outcasts. But the one thing that is their yin and yang is Obi-Wan is spending all of his time studying and learning patience. And that episode just shows so much about obi-wan character without having to say a single word or seeing him in so long because he just he comes on screen doesn't say anything doesn't even say hello there and he's just like oh my god i know this guy has been doing nothing but practice and being one with the force and you know just doing everything that maul should have done the opposite way And, and then when they go head to head maul still like upset about that fight he lost long ago he goes in with the same exact move that he did in mm-hmm. phantom menace and obi-wan caught that and he decided to counter it because that was the move maul made to qui-gon to kill him mm-hmm. yeah and it's just they that rage my favorite thing in, in that scene is when he changes when obi-wan changes his stance oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Because yeah. in the beginning with the two and the fingers pointing, mm-hmm. that's that's Revenge of the Sith, uh, Obi-Wan. And yeah. the fact and then he changes just, his stance, you already know. No. It's something's like, about to go down. He's like, he's like I, I know you. I know you, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, ultimately, the reason why that's, uh, like, ultimately for me, the reason why that scene was, like, very impactful for me is, well, is because, you know, um, Darth, um, um, Darth Maul ended up getting, you know, his ultimate release, which is the death that he actually wanted. But the, I believe the scene was more about Obi-Wan than it was Darth Maul. And that's, but I'm like, Darth Maul's the one that died, so we should be mourning this guy because you know we don't have one of our favorite villains anymore. But, but ultimately, I think the scene was more about um, Obi Wan's journey than it was Darth Maul's in that, like in that particular moment. So, right, it, it, it was kind of like to me, it was like it's kind of like <laughs> he's dead, and okay, now it's about me again. So that's why right. I was like, well, I mean, you know, like the like you know the villain's been around forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, give him, give him, give him an epic death. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, give him something. You know, go out. You know, get chopped in half again. But sometimes, you know, this time this way or something, right? right? <laughs> you but know? It, I mean, his death yeah. to me was was very Shakespearean. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. especially when when Obi Wan's holding him at the end. Yeah, and it shows that they hated each other so much they actually loved each other like, in a you, little man. bit. Yeah, which is Why like, do this? <laughs> right? So such a beautiful story. Yeah, um, very beautiful. But yeah, I I hope we see more Darth Maul in the future, I, and I don't care if it's like a prequel thing. I oh yeah, I just yeah, such a cool character, so amazing, so amazing. I want to see an origin like film. Like, yeah, oh, exactly. I want to see Baby Darth. Yeah, <laughs> that's the next group, Baby Yoda, Baby Darth. Bring it. I up. mean, what what I think will be cool is to go back to like like the origins of like all of that because because me personally like i want to like i want to know where like well deeper but i want to see it played out like the actual lineage of the sith and the sith lords right because 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 they've showed one side of it right which is you know i'm saying which is you know luke and 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 obi-wan and qui-gon and everyone and everyone but they don't really like they didn't really tell the other side it's like what did they go through? Like, like how, like how did they plot and plan this, you know, in the background without, you know, without anybody saying who were the integral parts, um, who was manipulated into doing what and how was it, you know, to, to make that first plan, you know, right. Come to fruition, you know? So I think, I think there should be like, I think there should be a Sith movie. That would be dope. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of fans want. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, especially with that new show coming out, Acolyte, uh, it's supposedly supposed to be centered around the Sith, and you know, hopefully we'll get some more of that story, which I would love as well. You know, yeah. just get their point of view. There's so yeah, much stuff in the books, but like, let's get it on on screen. You know, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Definitely. And First Galactic Podcast agrees in the chat. True, we need a full Sith movie slash show. Ooh, well, yeah, that would be dope. <laughs> it's gonna come. I can Pure feel carnage. It. Yeah, I think it's all in the works, man. Yeah, it's yeah. all in the works. Like yeah. it takes. I mean, most people don't realize you can't just really make a film like overnight. It's like so much planning you got to do, and it takes a lot of work just to get one little story, one little chapter out of a whole book. Yeah. And the writing has to be correct because 
a lot of us are serious about this. We live this life. Which <laughs> so, is why I'm so yeah. excited for Obi-Wan because they've been spending so much time on this yeah. and they spent four years writing the script before they even announced it. And it's like, that that that's what they failed to do in the past. They're like, we're gonna do a trilogy, new trilogy. Uh, yeah. Who's the director? Don't know yet. <laughs> like, don't know. Like, what do you mean you don't yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> who's playing who? But I, Michael Bay jumps in and Transformers are jumping out. Wrong set. Right? Wrong set. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the future is great. I think the future is yeah. Bright and long for Star Wars, and yeah, we've only just begun. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, this is going to be like I like truthfully, I think it'll be twenty forty or twenty fifty, and there'll be another story coming out. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like like, like everything will probably fully immersed, and you'll be in like some kind of three D three 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 D hologram or something like that, and you're like you're actually living the movie, you know, by that time. But yeah, right. Yeah, that'd be dope. It's a new year, so that means it's time for some resolutions, which brings me to the sponsor of today's show, Audible. By going to this link, audibletrial.com slash hantalksfirst in the description below, you can get a free 30-day trial. My resolution this year is to read more. It makes you smarter. But it can also bring you closer to the things you love, like Star Wars. If you're like me, trying to get your hands on every Star Wars book ever made, then you probably have the same problem I do. Shelf space. But it's not just about that. Audible is the leading creator and provider of premium audio storytelling, enriching the lives of millions of listeners every day. Once I downloaded the Audible app, I immediately started listening to the first book in the Star Wars High Republic series, The Light of the Jedi. This story is accompanied with great voice talent, sound effects, and music that make you feel like you're stepping into the Star Wars world. Audible has everything you need. Get access to audiobooks, Audible Originals, podcasts, and so much more. You can listen anywhere, anytime, on your phone, computer, in your car, and they're always launching new content. It's less than $10 a month with the Audible Plus plan, but you can get 30 days for free by going to my link, www.audibletrial.com slash first in the description below. I highly recommend Audible. I mean, think about all the Star Wars books you can have right on your phone. And there's so much more, so please consider checking them out and send me a message with proof of your trial so I can give you some great recommendations. It's time to start listening. Guys, thank you so much for being here today. I know you got to get going. We kind of had you over time, but... um. Any last last minute thoughts you want about Star Wars as a whole or anything? And go ahead and plug yourselves, your YouTube channel, the, the <laughs> yes. music channel, and individual stuff you guys got going on. Go ahead. Yes. Well, first of all, we just want to thank you again for uh, having us on. You know, this is already my third time on the show. Juwan's first, and um, yeah, we I love and I appreciate you know you as as a brand. You know, just getting a community together just to talk about star wars you know and it's it's always nice to have an outlet to talk about the things you love yeah and even the little things and the the good things and the bad things you know right there's always something we we can talk about and uh yeah i just want to thank you again bro thank you again cage for for having us on uh we love you and (laughs) and yeah we 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 hope to, to to see you again on the show yeah and uh yeah i would like to say i'm proud of you bro (laughs) <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm very proud totally very proud yes yes so oh, you thank working, you 
you've been working hard and we worked together on a couple of other occasions and uh just to see this alone and and to see you growing you know growing a community you know saying you know especially you know on some stuff that we all can vibe out on you know it's uh it's really really cool yeah but definitely 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 proud of you and uh um, yeah, so yeah, you can. Yeah, we're like you said earlier, we're music producers uh, from Southern California. Uh, mm-hmm. We have our own music uh, YouTube channel as well. Uh, they do this music. great series called uh, Music Producers React. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. That's, right yeah. that's just one of the uh, first, uh, first streams of, uh, of content that we're going to be mm-hmm. putting out. We're going to be doing a lot of tutorial stuff and mm-hmm. mu- everything music related uh, within the channel. It just started out, we're still growing. But yeah, please uh, help us with uh, checking it out, liking and subscribing if you yeah. can. Talking about the business, yeah. talking about talking about things to look out for, talking about how to monetize, you know, marketing the whole nine. So uh, yeah, yeah. yeah d- if you're a music out. creator, it would probably be a really uh, fun channel to check out. Exactly. Um, you know, a lot of good content and a lot of uh, informative content. Or if you just like to laugh, come check us out. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> we're, we're kind of comical. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah But yeah, yeah, you can follow me on Mark Lawrence Music uh, on Instagram. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, you can follow me uh, at Dirty Work. Uh, that's at D-R-T-Y underscore W-R-K uh, on, on Instagram. Um, I'm a... I'm new to Instagram, so if you DM me and I don't get back to you, don't be mad because I'm figuring it out. So <laughs> I'm still figuring it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not as definitely not as young as I look, but um, but but um, I, but I also will be having. Um, I'm actually building content right now for my own channel. It's uh, you know, Dirty Work, uh, Dirty Work TV, uh, which will be coming uh, early next month. So um, yeah, so look out for it. We will be in your face and in your ears. I love it. But yeah, thank you guys so much for coming too. I, I love getting your thoughts and opinions and for Juwan's first time on the show. Yay. Mark's third, I think. Yeah. Third, yeah. Third. Yeah, this was fun. Thank you. And not the last I leave, one. <laughs> I will leave their links uh, in the description below. They're not there right now, but I have to go plug them in there real quick and you could check them out very easily. So um, again, thank you for everyone else who has watched on Facebook and on the YouTube and on the podcast form as well. Again, new Star Wars episodes every Monday and Wednesday. Monday's the live show, Wednesday's the regular scheduled program, and then on Fridays we have the WandaVision after show. Just a friendly reminder that again, this Wednesday, two days from now, I'm interviewing Cameron Pasha, a Hollywood screenwriter, director, producer, and novelist. He will be talking about Star Wars and how to write a good script. So please come by on Wednesday to check out that episode. We had a great conversation. And uh, that's it for today. Uh, Please be sure to like this video and subscribe if you're new and tell your friends. And now somehow... Some way, somewhere this week, my friends, may the force be with you. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first.